welcome to the Bored and Bitchy podcast, the place where we love to talk about all the mess that is 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Massive Question Mark. I'm Evie, <laughs> and I'm an LA girl who's currently living in London. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat, a California girl living in Arizona. And yes, Massive Question Mark. My warning for y'all is that we drop profanity from time to time. It's pretty much guaranteed, but sprinkled in. And so with that, Evie, do you have any um, fuckery to share with us? Any news of any kind? I have actually some very disturbing fuckery. Before I go into the actual, like, not-so-fun fuckery that we'll try to plow through as quickly as possible because it's not enjoyable, um, I'll just give warning to our listeners that if I sound like I'm, like, short of breath or I'm breathing kind of heavily, I apologize in advance. I am both seven months pregnant and getting over flu, so, yeah, my breathing's a little off. But anywho, fuckery. Hmm. Yeah, I wish I didn't have to report this news. There's been a lot of Paul activity. Oh, no. Yes, a lot of Paul activity. All right, I'm trying to think which one is more disturbing, and maybe you can just... <laughs> it is, you know what? stories are very gross. Okay. Paul does have... Yes, Paul has a history of disturbing behavior. Yeah, this is a strange. So a few, like, I want to say like two or three weeks back, he went and did an interview with a 90-day blogger, 90-day, like, blogger personality. Um, John, I'm totally forgetting his name, but I will look it up. But he's, like, a very big, like, 90-day blogger. Paul went on his, like, live or Instagram live to do kind of an interview. And I didn't watch it, but I saw all the highlights on, like, Reddit. Because basically the big news that came out of it is, you know, Paul has an OnlyFans that he's had for a while when he was still with Karini. Wait, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, Paul has been on OnlyFans for, like, a year or so trying to make some money. It's definitely not, doesn't sound like it's been as successful as, like, Stephanie or other people's ventures. But he's definitely tried to get the hits on it. When him and Karini were still together, they uh, recorded some content for it. I've never seen it. I've never sought out images or video of it. But from what I remember reading is people said that she looked like she was not very comfortable, like she was kind of coerced into into being in. Mm. The point is that he was on this show and he was telling the host that he has new uh only fans content where he was having some kind of sexual exploration <gasps> with a man hold on that's not you know that's not the bad part okay. obviously but not the man part just the sexual exploration and paul i don't i don't want to think of paul in any sexual way but go ahead sorry yeah the curious thing is that this man is married to karini's brother and he's also Karini's cousin. So Karini's male cousin is married to her male brother. And Paul recorded an OnlyFans with him. And he's charging about $20 to see this exploration content. Now, obviously, oh there is no <laughs> way I would watch this even if someone paid me $20, let alone me spending my own $20. I mean, in this recession, I mean, in this economy, <laughs> hell no. But, um, or in any economy, obviously, I don't want to see that. But what I was really trying to figure out, and I try to go down the rabbit hole and so many like blogs and everything to try to figure out what exactly happens in this video. Because 
I couldn't tell based, like, he was being very coy in the interview about it. So I don't know if he's just kind of like doing something that sounds sensational, you know, to get like mm-hmm. clicks. But then like the actual content isn't super explicit. Like maybe it's a joke. I don't know. From what I could read, it literally, I was like, maybe someone will put a description in here of what actually happens and we'll know how disturbing this truly is. Literally everyone, even like blog sites and news sites were like, we obviously weren't going to spend $20 to watch this. So so no one has, I, I have not come across a single person that has viewed this who could tell me if they are actually engaging in sexual activity or this is all some PR stunt. All I know is even if it's a PR stunt, that is freaking low to be using Karini's family. Obviously, if they are complicit, it's just fucking weird, man. That's just weird. It is weird. It is, listen, it's weird because there's just a lot of, I guess, incest in that. Like, we have the two cousins who, I'm, I don't know, I'm assuming they're first cousins. I don't know, like, whatever. But then for Paul to get up in the mix and, like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Like, I feel like there's a power dynamic here. But let's say that, like, Paul is being sincere and, you know, he is exploring his sexuality. Fine. So be it. And he wants to put that on the Internet. That is totally his choice. But couldn't he, like, find someone outside of the family pool for that? Exactly. I'm like, when I saw this whole thing happening, I'm like, what in the House of Dragon madness (laughs) is this? (laughs) (laughs) The house of any royal family in history, really. I mean, and I put up with it on House of the Dragon because there's cool dragons and such. But Paul, right, you were right. not bringing anything of HBO caliber to the table. So he's like, you need a dragon? I got a stuffed dragon in the bag. Oh, God. Well, that was that first piece of disturbing news. You said power dynamics. So we can move on to another piece of new disturbing news is that he, in the last few days, has posted on his Instagram stories a picture of him and a girl that he's now hanging out with. It looks like they're kind of romantic. The problem is that people online have gone down the rabbit hole to do some stalking of this girl. And allegedly, because I haven't done this like in-depth stalking, I think she's private. So you have to like, you know, request her and try to get in or whatever. But apparently this girl is 17. People oh, saying, God. Yeah. People were saying that from what they've researched, the age of consent in Brazil is 14, and he's over there right now. Yes, so technically not illegal in Brazil, but obviously fucking gross because Paul is much, much older. We know about his past issues with arrests and pyrotechnics and stalking women or whatever, and there's the power dynamic and being from another country. It's just... It's gross. So hopefully this young lady can get away from Paul. That's, mm. um, I looked it up and there are several sources that say, yes, 14 is the age of consent in Brazil, which as an American, it's like interesting that a country adopted and like an entire country adopted an age, whereas in the U.S. it's not federal law. Each state decides what the age of consent is. And 14 is really young for like an entire country to decide, yep, that works for us. No judgment. Yeah. And it's also because I feel like, you know, it's hard because you start to get into, I'm like, okay, age of consent of 14 makes sense if maybe your boyfriend's like, or girlfriend's 17 or something, maybe. 
when it's like a 14-year-old and a 40-something-year-old man, then it's uh, very disturbing. So, I mean, I hope this is, again, a publicity stunt. Maybe he just took a picture mm-hmm. with this young woman. I don't know. I'm really hoping it is because we don't need any more Brazilian women, American women, any women. Like, please, just stay away from Paul. 14 also feels like it's far from the mentality of being able to be called a woman, child, whatever. Um, There's also, like, allegedly, right, we're not trying to point any fingers here, but I remember a while ago, like, years ago, when him and Karini were, like, in their second season of one of the 90-day franchises, I went online and, like, just – looked him up and people were like alleging that he was in his 20s early 20s maybe and like engaging in in sex basically with a 13 year old um so it's listen I don't know him it just seems like all of this is very plausible given what other people are saying about him lock him up (laughs) allegedly I don't know we don't know we're reporting what we've seen online we hope for everybody's sake that this is not true. But yeah. Yeah. Disturbing, okay. disturbing news updates. Yeah. How do we pivot? How because that's not a shit sandwich. That's just an avalanche. It's just a cesspool of shittiness. Um, is that your only news? Unfortunately, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Let's move on to um Kimberly and Usman. I don't have a segue. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about how fine Jabal is. Let's okay. talk about another uh, large age gap between two consenting adults this time. Um, Usman and Kimberly. So unfortunately, Kim's mom passed away, which is really sad. You know, we saw her going through it with Jamal. Um, but then in a weird twist, Usman was like, well, now that your roster, your caretaker roster is free, why don't we add my uh, nephew to it? We should adopt him. And I mean, also, he's trying to think practically because obviously the immigration lawyer squashed their dreams last episode where they their were thinking. Their dreams or his dream? <laughs> his dream. Where they were thinking like, it's all fine and dandy. Mama has given the blessing. Kimba can be wife number one. We'll get the American visa. Then I'm going to marry another lady in Africa to, <laughs> you know, birth my children. And the U.S. government was like, oh, honey, the way... <laughs> polygamy works here or bigamy like no we don't do that okay so (laughs) don't be trying to get your visa and try to have a second wife so now he's thinking well if I can't have a second wife I still need to carry on my name let me adopt a family (laughs) member that Kimberly can take care of which like I don't understand how one suffices for the other because if the whole point is for him to carry on his lineage right his seed he would literally need to father his own biological child because him adopting a child that already exists that is by the way still parented by two parents or however many parents um in that case still very involved like that is already carrying the name the the Usman's family's name so why does this child need to be raised by Usman yeah I feel like he's like putting Kimberly through some kind of weird test like like I don't know if she's being punked or what is going on but he's just like <laughs> it's just like a new challenge each week like what can I do to see <laughs> test this lady and see how far to the limit I can drive her <laughs> and you know Kimberly, Kim, I don't, I don't want to say that she's a trooper because a trooper is someone who like 
withstands a lot. And yes, she's withstanding a lot. But this is also to some degree self-inflicted because she could have run for the hills already. Right. She she chose to stay with him through this whole second wife stuff. And now she's choosing to just like have dialogue on the possibility of adopting this child. She wasn't like, nope, shut it down. It's not happening. She was like, I need time to think about this. (laughs) Girl, could have, should have, would have. Like she, uh, I don't know how many episodes back. I mean, she should have really ran off the moment this man said, you are here auditioning to be a potential girlfriend (laughs) like that. That was like the main red flag, you know, we're not even going to get into like Zara, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know what Kimberly's thinking. I understand that she is under a lot of emotional distress, losing your mom. That's super sad. So maybe that is clouding her judgment because having allowing him to have a second wife in another country that she never has to see and never interact with a child, which we already talked about is completely stupid and unrealistic but that's what she was thinking this is the complete opposite like now you're raising like a what a, a, a I think he was like not even a teenager yet so you're raising like, like eight I think yeah like you're full-on raising a child like no girl this is not part of the plan you've got a beautiful handsome son y- you know you you don't need to deal with this all right and I mean, and so Jamal, right? He's like a grown man, but he still had some type of way like, I am your son. Like, what? <laughs> he didn't say that, but his face was also like, I'm sorry, what? You're going to adopt a child? And like, mom, let me let me do some math here for you. By the time this kid comes of legal age in the U.S., you'll be 70. <laughs> so let's think about this. Exactly. He's <laughs> like, are you really trying to deal with like an 18 year old at 70? Come on now, but be interesting to see. I mean, Kimberly is holding on. She's really trying to make this work. Well, so is Jenny. Jenny is still really trying to make this work with Submit. But you know what? I think it's maybe more so Submit that's living on a prayer because he's really, really still hoping to win his family's love back. He is a very hopeful man. Like, You know, his mom was literally like, don't even come to our house while you're on fire because I won't spit on you to put you out. Like, that is where I'm at. (laughs) And he's still like, you know what? I'm going to stop by after work because I think I can really (laughs) massage the situation and get them to accept Jenny. The mom's probably like, how many times do I have to say never in my life over my dead body, over Jenny's dead body? Like, how many times must this woman say this for him to get it through his head? Oh, my God. And so, I mean, Jenny's um, daughters are there, right? Like, they're they're being very kind to submit. Um, things are going well. They do a little Bollywood dance. Like, you know, they're having a good family time. And they're like, let's keep this going. Why don't we go with you after work to go see your family? Let's just do that. And he's like, you can tell he wants to flat out be like, no, that's a terrible idea but because he's submit he's like let me think about that what do you think do you think submit should outright say no and explain why or do you think he should try to make this meeting happen i think with his parents it's listen number one i don't think they're ever gonna come around to accepting jenny that's just never gonna happen they're too they're too far into this or too deep in but like let's assume that he could make some headway 
his parents aren't the kind to just go flip at 180. He needs to like start with baby steps. And the first step would be for his family to, well, his parents specifically to acknowledge him as their son again. So no, I don't think it's a good idea for him to come with his whole in-laws in tow. I agree. I think this is one of the moments when uh, just radical re- truth needs to be said and he <laughs> needs to put his foot down. Um, because I understand where Jenny's daughter is coming from, where she's like, you know, I'm here. I'd love to meet your family. But listen, she already made it very clear that she would be defending her mom if they try to say anything out the side of their mouth about her, which she should. It's her yeah, mom. No one should be disrespecting her. But this is a very flammable situation. Like you said, <laughs> Sumit, they haven't even acknowledged Sumit's existence again. Like they're like, we mm-hmm. have disowned you. So we can't go from zero to 100 from like acknowledging that they love Sumit still to accepting Jenny. And now you're going to add the kerosene of like having Jenny with her family as backup. And you know, you know, his mom can't help himself herself. And the second she sees Jenny, she's going to be rude. She's going to be talking shit. And then the daughter's going to have to jump in and defend her. And it's just going to make things worse. Sumit just needs to be like, no, listen. This is where we're at. They don't even like me right now. All right. So you can't meet up. I'm sorry. That is how it is. And that's that. And I mean, he made a point where like he was, I think he was telling the confessional. um, He understands where Jenny's daughter is coming from, but that Jenny's daughter doesn't understand his perspective and he doesn't know how else to convey that to her. And I had this quick moment of like, but let's think about the case in hand for Jenny's daughter. Jenny's daughter is in a homosexual relationship she's married to a woman and jenny could have had several feelings about that right like this is not how i envisioned your life but jenny accepted her daughter so of course the daughter doesn't have any perspective of what it's like to be disowned but like in that same vein why can't the parents why can't he like say you're right listen your mom accepted you for who you are and my family's just going to have to accept that. And if not, I will stop being a mama's boy and I will live without them. Well, that's what's getting me. My next point is like, what, at what point would you as a partner, like if you were Jenny, at what point do you go from like, okay, I understand that they don't accept me, but you want to try to work it out and still have some kind of relationship with your family. So you want to try to work it out. And when do you get to the point of like, you know what, it's enough. It's either they've made their choice and you just got to let it be. And if they want to come around, great. But if not, you're not trying anymore because I'm not going to sit in any more awkward conversations or have you sit in more conversations where they talk about me being old and raggedy <laughs> and how <laughs> I can't that. do yoga and I got flappy arms. Like, at what point is it like it's either me or them, you know, because they're not coming around. It's this point, like, I think it's it was probably even a point before this last whatever situation they had, like, and I think Jenny's there too. Jenny's like, listen, it's it's me or your family, but at the same time, she can't control his desire to want to be with his family, right? So in, in that same vein, it's like, you can't, like, physically or literally stop your partner from reaching out to their family. Well, I mean, but you can actually, like, try to put some I mean you can't like force them to stop talking to their family but you can kind of put some ground rules down right like yeah you know they're not invited to no no longer invited to my house absolutely if be talking shit to my face or whatever quickly before we move on speaking of talking shit to my face 
uh, Jenny now is looking at alternatives since she's lonely, she's being homesick, she doesn't have any backup in India. Clearly, Sumit's family's not coming around, so she's like, you know what, let's think about moving Sumit over to America with me. She reaches out to an Indian lawyer to consult the visa process. And, you know, this lawyer was trying to get all the pertinent information to try to figure out the visa process for her. Um, and he came in with the hard creating questions like, uh, before getting married, were you a spinster? Were you divorced? Were you? And <laughs> she was like, wait, what? <laughs> Do we need to use the wording spinster? Could I have not just been a single woman? Well, so, yeah, I took offense when he said spinster. And I was like, I've never seen that category on a U.S. census. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen single, married, widow, divorced. Um, but when Jenny came through with like, starting to call him out on spinster I was like yes Jenny but it wasn't to call him out it was to ask him what spinster meant yeah, like she never, how heard, she never heard this word it's from her generation <laughs> crazy like you said I don't know how she's never heard this word but also I feel like this is a google translate fail or something because you know I think it was a very literal translation this man <laughs> learned the language and he was like and looked up like single unmarried woman and some like <laughs> dictionary which came up and was like spinster and he's like great that's the technical Google term images was a woman with a cat <laughs> <laughs> no offense oh, to cat yeah. lovers out there i do i do love cats yeah. um but yes that was um that was an interesting zoom call uh not as interesting however as the one that michael and angela had with her canadian friend Angel, 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 can can you talk to me? Imagine someone calling your partner no. Angel multiple times no. while not you're even sitting mixed up. Not, not, not even once. Not even, you get to act like, that better be Angle or I'm about to fucking go off. Or Angela, are you trying to say Angela? <laughs> Angela might be a good alternative. <laughs> oh my God, Um, I don't. I don't understand the thought process here on many levels. Like we already know that Angela is a hypocrite. We've established that like she's truly in the dark as to why Michael would have a problem with her going to Canada to spend time with a man. Even after she's admitted she has a crush on him. She's like, what's the big deal? But like, so they're having this sexy time in the pool and that helps her feel love for Michael again and decides I'm going to put him first. So I'm going to rip the bandaid. Why did ripping the bandit have to be, let's get on a Zoom call with him? I don't know. I guess, she, wait, was it was it her saying that they were going to call? Or I thought it was Michael that was like, I want to talk to Billy. Oh, I don't, I mean, I was folding laundry at the same time. So maybe <laughs> I got really into like the creases of my pants. But I, I could have sworn that she was like, you know what? Enough's enough. You're the first person in my life. That You're the most important person in my life. I'm going to write this wrong. Mm. So I took it that she was like, I'm still going to go to Canada, but I need you to feel good about this. So how about you meet Billy? Yeah, you're probably right. And I'm, yeah, I don't know how she thought this would go over well. <laughs> Billy is extra disrespectful, okay? Because I don't know how he <laughs> had the nerve to keep calling her angel and then trying to downplay Michael's feelings with like, Michael, this is just, I just care for her as a giving person. Angela over here with the goal to be like, well, he is a very important piece of my life that I'm not going to give up for my, even for my husband or my marriage. Meanwhile, Michael's not allowed to work. To uh, work? 
to <laughs> breathe near a woman that isn't family. To set foot on a boat where a woman might be within the circumference. Like, he can't be on Instagram because women are on there. Like, Michael cannot have a life, but Angela can fully go and visit a crush who calls her angel. Like, this is insane. I'm sorry that Billy is ill and on dialysis. It's very sad. I hope he yes. uh, recovers and feels better. He don't need Angela there. No. No. Listen, if it were if it were the case of like they were longtime friends and then he got sick and she wanted to do everything she could to help him. I get that. But like, what is this? Is Angela starting her own Make-A-Wish Foundation? Is she like reaching out to fans who are ill? Like it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, and also, if there was a mutual trust and respect, like if she uh, gave Michael the same kind of trust and allowances to be like, OK, you have your female friend. Uh, who, you're you know, allowed one friend is that what you mean is allowance <laughs> well yeah but you know like yeah you you have friends and I trust you then I could be like all right well you know there is a mutual trust in the relationship so she is just going to be as a friend but when you are so strict on Michael and whatever you says goes but then nothing applies to you you do whatever you want fuck off Angela like seriously mm-hmm. and this really pisses me off like I I wish Michael I don't know if it's because he has to communicate in a language that's not his first language, or I don't know if it's he's like too passive, or I don't know if Angela's just like with her abusive tendencies has been like just shut him down completely. But even when he was explaining the situation to his brother, like Michael didn't convey exactly the hypocrisy of this all. And mm-hmm. Angela left that meeting with the brother with the sign off from the brother being like, let her go to Canada and visit her alien friend. <laughs> he's not doing nothing. he's doing the most um yeah i mean yeah but so there was this moment right during the call when michael reveals that angela has a crush on billy and he's asking billy did you know you know billy says no and then asks billy well do you have a crush on my wife i bet you all the money in the world that in Angela's mind, as she sat there quietly, she was hoping that he was going to say yes, because she wants the validation. She needs the validation. Oh, absolutely. You know, a little part of her died inside when he was like, no, yes. no I don't feel for you my angel it. that way. Let's roll that back in slow-mo. You can see the <laughs> facial expression. She was pissed. She did not like that response. And that's why she was like, Michael, stop putting like oh, putting them on the spot. Um, yeah, she wanted that validation for sure. And if he would have said, yeah, I have a crush on Angela, she would have still made it Michael's fault. This is your fault for driving Mm -hmm. me into Billy's duetting hands. (laughs) Yep, exactly. It's always Michael's fault, period. Okay, well, let's take this over to another debate or I guess not debate, but just thoughts. There are opposing views here. Should Yara and Myla stay in Europe longer without Jovi or should they return home with him as a family? See, this is such a shit show because if Yara would have approached this conversation differently without all these like weird, I'm speaking about you constantly in a different language, even though. I could be translating and I'm, you know, springing it on you that I'm now visiting possible apartments to buy on my own. Like, if if none of that happened, I think it's completely, perfectly rational 
for her to say, hey, you're out of the country for like weeks at a time, a month at a time, whatever it is. Um, and I get left alone with Mila. So during that time, I'd love to fly over to Europe and be with my mom for that support and just to hang out with my mom. She's not working. So it's not like she's going to leave anything behind. She's going to hang out with her mom. I think that's actually a very perfect solution. You know, like mm-hmm. that seems great for me to me. She gets to spend time with her family. She comes back on Jovi's back, Jovi's back. Then she has his support. It seems like a great plan to me, but I kind of understand why Jovi's annoyed because all of this seems to just kind of be like sprung on him mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And it's not even like she's having these private conversations with him when she's talking through. It's like, oh, we're taking my friend out to dinner. And now I'm just going to like tell you that I want to stay like it, it's yeah, it's not a good approach. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Yara staying there with Myla for longer. Like it it honestly all makes sense. Jovi's whole thing at least what he's voicing to us we know he's annoyed by yara not speaking in english in front of him and obviously his name keeps coming up like jovi is a pretty unique name it's gonna come through but his whole thing is well we're we're still on the continent of europe so like what if the war somehow flows into pog or or germany i should be here with you i can understand listen i can understand wanting to protect your family i do i can understand being driven by fear and, and making decisions based on fear. But it also seems a little bit illogical because, Jovi, really, what could you do if there was a war here? I get that you'd at least be with your family, you'd know what's happening to them, but it's not like you could protect them against forces. And if that's the case, we're arguing, like, you know, there are, I'm sure there's a lot of crime happening in Louisiana and you're not there to protect your family when you're working. So, like, do you really have a case here? Yeah, and I don't know if he understands how NATO works and how all of- <laughs> I don't think like, he does. Because I'm like, uh, they just can't be attacking Germany and Prague and just like... It's gonna all willy-nilly. Like, <laughs> that's going to be World War Three, so it'll be a for real situation. Like, I understand if she was like, I want to go to Russia with Mila, and I'd be like, hell no, right. you're not taking... Right. Or sorry, Ukraine. You're not Either. Taking, like, Either one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not going into a war zone. Like, I get that. But she is in a safe, neutral spot. She's there with her family. I would say on the other side of the coin, like, just how, like, Joey, what are you going to do to protect? I wish that Yara would stop saying that she wants to be over there because then she's close over there. She could help more people. What is she actually she doing? Do? To- I know. Yeah, like, like I, I, like, just be honest. And that your reasoning, like, I just want to be here to be closer to my mom and my friends and spend more time with the people that I love, that I haven't seen in a long time, that's just as valid of a reason, you mm-hmm. know, like, we don't need to, like, you don't need to do some big Samaritan project, which I don't really like, know. What's she going to do, a clothing drive? Like, I don't understand. Which, great if she does, but yeah, I don't see. Yeah, but still. What this, she has yet to vocalize what is all this help that she's giving all these people. If she does, amazing. But yeah, I think staying to be around your mom and spend time with your mom while Joey's not even with you, is totally fine. I just, again, wish that the way she communicated to him was better. Mm-hmm. But they both suck at fucking communication. Because why do. is Joey just inviting his drinking buddy friend <laughs> on their family <laughs> vacation? Why? Another question. What are your thoughts on breakfast beer? 
You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with breakfast beer on a vacation, to be totally honest. Yeah, neither do I. But <laughs> but I do feel like, can you at least pretend to care about your mother-in-law's opinion of you? <laughs> but the thing is, she didn't, maybe she didn't understand in English that uh, Yara was like, oh yeah, I think I want, might want to get us some Aperol spritz. So she was about to have a breakfast cocktail as well. She just didn't end up ordering it. Oh, she ordered it. She did. Oh. I saw the waitress co- or server come over okay, with the well three. I think I saw three on there. So mom got one too. <laughs> okay. Well then Never I don't mind. know why he's being judged. I do think though that she's probably annoyed because he, it seems like he's always drinking. They got to Prague and he was like, cool. Listen, while you go upstairs to take care of our child by yourself, I'm going to stay down in the lobby and have some drinks. Like that just <laughs> seems to be the recurring theme. Yes, it does seem to be the recurring theme. But again, I don't know if like, does is she is Jovi not like taking care of Myla while she hangs out with her mom because the mom wants to spend time with Myla? I don't know. Again, don't know. if you know, like Myla's if, always there with with Yara for the most part. Yeah, and I don't know if that's by Yara's choice or Jovi's mm-hmm. choice. I don't know. I just know that if I'm left alone and I'm traveling and I'm in a country, yeah, I'm having some drinks. I'm on vacation. That's yeah, totally fair. Totally fair. Okay. Well, a vacation that isn't going so vacationy. Um, Bilal and Shida, I was going to call her Shida, made it to New York. They're seeing her friend visiting from London. London. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they say like, oh, you bring the weather with you. She didn't bring the weather. She brought some heat. I know it's not hot in London, but she brought some heat. She went in guns blazing to meet Bilal and had all kinds of questions for him. I know. I I hate to have to defend Bilal. I mean, and (laughs) I hate when people do this to me. I don't want to defend Bilal at all. don't get me wrong. I don't think Shida's friend was like awful. I see what she was trying to do. Like I can understand. Get a best. spot on Pillow Talk. <laughs> well, get a spot on Pillow Talk. Get a good little feature on the show. But also, if you are my best friend, right, and you haven't met my man, and before you fly out here to London to meet him, I've just been telling you stories about how this man is stringing me along and not telling me about when we're going to have kids and not letting me open up my yoga studio and talking down. Like, she obviously has heard all these terrible stories about Bilal from mm-hmm. Shida, right? So she came in with a negative opinion of him. So I understand how as a friend you're going to be like, mm, I don't know about you. I need to kind of interrogate and figure out. I just wish she would have been more slick with her interrogation because she came in full crazy Natalie dagger eyes. <laughs> Those are crazy eyes. Those are crazy menacing eyes talking about like, well, you're going to have to answer to me. And I'm going to have to approve. And it's like, they're married. You actually don't need to approve. Like, he doesn't need your approval. Like, mm. they're married. Like, so I, if I was in Bilal's position, I would have been real snappy to if someone came at me like that. So, yeah, she needed to bring Absolutely. it down. Absolutely. Um, I don't think it was right for Shida to only say to Bilal, you know, calm down, calm down. Like, where's the same for your friend? Um. It was just, you know, it was interesting because then the friend takes that to be like, is he always like this with you? And while the answer is yes, Yes. to a degree, like, (laughs) yes. It's also like, but let's acknowledge that you instigated some of this. But anyway, here we are. So the friend is like, you know what? Fuck him. Um, I think that you should get the baby you you want and deserve. So stop taking your birth control and you'll get what you want. Very wise advice. Sage advice from this crazy-eyed friend of Shida's. Like, that's what you want to do is 
trap a man mm-hmm. with a pregnancy, a man that has made it very clear that he has no interest in wanting to have a baby right now. Sounds like a good plan. I really hope that we don't find out that friend is a life coach. <laughs> she probably she's probably a therapist. Life probably, therapist. yes, like the people that we've seen on the show. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, I don't know if Shida is ever going to get the baby that she wants. <laughs> um, so let's move it on because Ed and Liz um, got the engagement party that they want. Finally, you know, two two times a charm. Yeah, good for them. You know, they just had to leave the state, leave all of her friends and family behind, all of her coworkers for sure. Like, don't mm-hmm. let there be a, a affectionate uh, or just engaged coworker, female coworker that could spark some drama. But yeah, I'm glad that his family seemed, for the most part, very welcoming to Liz. And so she got to have a good engagement party. I just, I don't know. I feel like every time Liz talks in her confessional or she's just like telling us about their situation, she comes off like so fragile to me, like she could like break down at any moment. Yes. And it just seems like this is not a healthy relationship if like... This is how you feel constantly, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I I completely agree. Um, she like let's see, they get to the they got to the party, um, which by the way was a success because it didn't end with a big fight, a barefoot sprint, or a ring toss in the bushes. And I mean, if these are the standards we're using to measure success, <laughs> then I understand why she's always on the verge of like wanting to cry. But like, at what point? Does she say enough is enough? Like, I I think that either either she really needs to tap into some self-love or she's doing this to be on a show. Yeah, or both. I think that she maybe start off doing this to be on a show. And then obviously you spend enough time with someone and now real feelings are involved. But there's all this baggage and there's all this drama and his family not accepting her. Well, at least the mom and the daughter and the the friends are don't approve and then they obviously communication is fucked so just not mm-hmm. good girl i'm sorry mm-hmm. one good peaceful engagement party does not make a good relationship which also i didn't know if it was going to turn out to be a peaceful conclusion because ed had promised her that he would be by her side and then he took off within two minutes which he shouldn't have done he should have stuck <laughs> by her side but like i thought is this really going to turn out to be a fight? Like, it doesn't have to be. Listen, I understand that you're insecure around his family because of your past experiences, but this is a brand new group of people. Anyway, I'm glad that it didn't turn out to be something because it could have easily have yeah. turned into a big thing. Thank goodness it actually ends up peaceful for once. Yeah, well, let's take this over to Florida where things are always peaceful. <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with Andre. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it's just too much. I... I find it so frustrating because like we always say with this with family Libby is that everyone is so dislikable that you just don't know whose side to be on because I'm like obviously the sister should not have put her hands on Andre but Andre should not be like cursing at them and raising Mm -hmm. their voice but Libby shouldn't just be sitting there and not trying to intervene and interject some like you know calm your husband down why was Andre before yes why was Andre even invited to this like everyone (laughs) is so wrong and it's just so frustrating um but yeah I think in this one I'm team sisters I have to be team sisters I'm team no one (laughs) (laughs) 
I was so rich that like, um, you know, they started the segment with, yeah, things are, are, it was Libby talking. She's like, things are not crazy. Like, I know there has been some points of contention with my family, but we are really in a bad place. And it's not just my family that's doing the drama. Like, this time, even Andre and I have to take blame. And I'm like, you say that as if this is an anomaly, as if that's you and Andre ha- aren't exactly like antagonists half the time. And it's so frustrating because Libby's clearly expressing to Andre that no matter what the drama is with my sisters, no matter if they've said hurtful things or done hurtful things in the past, having a connection with them is important to me. That's something I want to fight for. And meanwhile, instead of being a supportive partner, Andre's (laughs) like, fuck that. We don't need anyone. They're haters. You don't need, we'll be happier without them. Like, and it's like, you know, that is not how things work. I'm getting total like um, rapper battles where he's, you know, he went on to some live TV show and was like, fuck that rapper and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it's just Andre's gonna Andre. Like, I, I wonder a lot of the times too, what did Libby see in him? Because if he does have a charming side, I have yet to see it. And given that like, you know, I like to live in the show. Seeing what I've seen, I can understand why the family has so much resentment towards Andre. I'm not saying that they were the Brady Bunch beforehand, but it seems like so much of the shit they're experiencing now is because this one person was brought into the mix. Well, it's tough because if you remember, they were not super welcoming to Andre to begin with. So then he had his wallop, but he's so. been aggressive from the beginning too. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is really no one to root for here other than uh what's their daughter's name uh shit i forgot see that's the you don't really you and i love the kids but there's so much drama it's hard to remember the little girl's name ellie ellie and the baby in uh that um libby is currently carrying and maybe andre's dad those are the only people that i root for and the mom absolutely yeah because i'm just like it's too much but yeah Basically, Andre can find a way to be aggressive and obnoxious and rude in any situation, whether it's have, trying to have a conversation with the sisters to trying to buy a stroller at a baby store. He just has like no tact. He comes in and bulldozes everything down. And I just don't know how Libby can do it. I really don't. I don't know. Um, and somehow she continues to find charm in him i mean she was turned on by the idea of him pushing a stroller which listen i get like you see your man being this caring person towards your child i get that but i feel like there had to have been a lot of love established before that and i just i don't see it now do you if if andre never opened his mouth and you just see him working out or walking by or pushing a stroller are you attracted to andre I personally am not because I don't like the Neanderthal look and I feel like his face gives me that vibe. But I can see why women are like he's got like the, you know, the tall build. He's broad and like I can absolutely see why women would be attracted to him. What about you? I say yes. I saw this like as a poll, I think, on Reddit. And a lot of someone posed the exact same question as you. Like, I don't see why anyone would have been charmed by Andre at any moment. (laughs) And a bunch of women were like, actually, I can see (laughs) If he just shut his fucking mouth, I could see it. And I agree. Like, I don't think he's, like, the most handsome cast member we've ever had. There's, I mean, I think, like, Jamal is a lot more 
attractive. Like, there's a lot of people that I think are better looking than Andre, but I can see it. Yeah, he's got attractiveness that I could see where you originally, you know, you're you're in where they meet Ireland. You're in Ireland. Ireland. She was on vacation or like studying abroad. Yeah, so like I can understand she got swept up, like digmatized. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. I get it. But you also don't marry the D. Like if the D is just the D, you don't marry it. But whatever. And if um, the D is an actual D all the time. Yeah, it's just all the time. Not in a good way. Um, well, like I was saying, I can understand why some women would find him attractive. Not everyone. He's not everyone's cup of tea. He may not be the U.S. government's cup of tea because they may not give him the authorization to stay in the U.S. So they're now contemplating what's going to happen if he has to go back to Moldova. Is Libby going to follow him or is she going to say, actually, they're not even contemplating it. He's telling her, you are leaving with me if I have to go. I was about to say contemplating makes it sound like they like there's down. a duality to it. <laughs> He sat down to have communicative conversation. No. <laughs> Again, Andre's just like, this is what we're doing. You're coming to Moldova. You're not staying here without me. And it's like, I, again, understand that sentiment. But that is not how you approach things. That's not a partnership. But that is Andre. That is not, not Andre. That He has shown us for many seasons now that this is who he is. Andre. Andre's going to Andre. And listen. I feel like I'm team Libby on this one. Um, while it would suck, absolutely suck to be away from my partner and to have to deliver a baby without my partner. I feel like it's not to scare you because you're preggers, but you know, you're, you understand like you're facing this situation ahead of you. You know, it's not an easy task ahead of you and you want to feel confident in the healthcare that you're going to be provided and to be able to speak in, well, she speaks. Romania so maybe not but like she doesn't understand the healthcare system over there so I understand why she wants to stay his whole point is you won't have anyone to care for you let's not forget that her family still loves her they just don't love her in this marriage yeah and I mean Chuck's over here like what am I like a rump roast over here like <laughs> Chuck roast <laughs> Chuck roast. like I have been here from the beginning like granted I'm not the quickest at putting together terrible signs and what they mean but I <laughs> We'll drive Libby to the hospital. I'll be there. Given how terrible those signs were, I do give him credit for how quickly he uh, <laughs> solved that puzzle. <laughs> okay. Well, who gets your appreciation ring? Oh, man. This is a tough one. My appreciation ring is going to go to... I'm going to say Soldier Boy and his team... Or just churning out the shirts. I feel like we've seen. <laughs> and the hoodies. They feel like we've seen a lot of merch this season. Um, not the best quality merch. But for them, I feel like it's more quantity over quality. Because Kimberly has a Soldier Boy shirt or hoodie for every occasion, every scene. Um, yeah, they are working hard over at Soldier Boy Enterprises. So shout out to him. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's so funny because my um, appreciation ring goes to the Soldier Boy and company, more specifically his brother, because his brother's over here like devising a genius plan as a father. He's like, listen, I need my son to get to the U.S. so that he can go, you know, study in the U.S. and get all the opportunities. So you're going to adopt him. Or on the other hand, he's like, listen, Raising kids is a lot of money, so you'd really be doing me a solid if you just adopt this one child. He's like, you need a kid. I got a kid. 
what is the issue? Exactly. Let's work it out. Lord. All right. Well, while they're working that out, I hope our listeners work out some time in their schedules to give us a positive review on the podcast app. You know, five stars, some words of love and and praise. Or even just click the five stars if you don't have time. The holiday season It's probably dealing with a lot. You probably have Mm -hmm. some like Kimberly, uh, baby girl Lisa type relatives trying to come over to your house Mm -hmm. soon that you got to host. That's the case. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So, yes, five stars. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'll just say bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bitchy. Bitchy. Sorry. (laughs) Bored and bitchy.